welcome to talc teaching and learning consultation skills this is the talc talks podcast helping everyone who sees patients to improve their consultation skills to get better outcomes and this approach can even increase your job satisfaction Today, I'm with Jonathan Squibbs. Jonathan, can you tell me where you're up to in your career? Hi, everyone. Thanks for inviting me along, Apple. My name's Jonathan. I'm a final year academic GP trainee based in South Manchester. Thank you. So, Jonathan, you've been learning consultation skills in the context of primary care. I'm sure before you started working in primary care, you'd seen lots of patients. So I'm interested to know how the approach that's used in this training module about beginning consultations effectively. How did that affect your view of the opening part of the consultation? Oh, it affected it massively. I think certainly before I started GP training and when I came into it, I sort of viewed the beginning bit as the just the introducing yourself, checking they're comfortable, and then kind of straight into the consultation, really. And actually, the training that we've had has helped me see it's so much more than that. It's about setting the agenda with the patient, building a rapport, making sure they're comfortable, all those other things as well. But actually, it's really important to get the consultation off to a good start so that the rest of the the consultation flows uh, and you can build on that then. Right. So within this module, there are sections on establishing rapport, about thinking about what opening question you might use and about how you set an effective agenda with a patient. So I thought today we might concentrate a little bit about that skill of agenda setting So tell me about any aspects of this that you think might have caused concerns to trainees when they first come across the idea of agenda setting and specifically asking people if they've got any other things that they were planning to talk about. Yeah, I think I think the main concern is is sort of getting bombarded then with lots of different issues or problems that the patients come with. I think there's always this fear about needing to do it within 10 minutes or a set time. And it feels a bit counterintuitive to say what else do you want to talk about and to invite other things there. Yeah, I think that's a a common worry, isn't it? Is that if the patient, you know, if you listen carefully to the patient's opening statement and they say, I've come about this and that, if you then sort of almost interrupt them and say, well, is there anything else you were planning to talk to me about? That both holds up the consultation and invites a bit of, you know, too many things on the agenda. But have you had any experiences that have made things difficult when you haven't done that, when you haven't set an agenda properly? Yeah, and, and it's normally when the patient had something else they were planning to talk about and maybe we didn't get the opportunity to do that or we didn't sort of set that agenda initially and then it, it comes out later and actually it just means that the consultation has been a lot longer or even potentially that things have been missed and they've had to come back with potentially concerning things uh, on other occasions. So yeah, I, I definitely had experiences where not doing that has led to maybe poorer outcomes for the consultation but also more in general. That's really interesting because you you pointed out two things there. One is that if somebody is planning to talk about something, they nearly always bring it up. And that can be a by the way, doctor, or when you think you've finished, they say, oh, there's this other really important thing I've got to talk to you about. And that can take up a lot of extra time, can't it? But I think you made another really important point that this is about clinical safety as well, is if there's something important that somebody's perhaps hesitant to bring up, if it gets missed, that, that could be clinically significant. And some of the examples that we're going to be talking about and demonstrating in the videos will we'll bring that out. So there are these 
specific skills, you know, asking the right opening question, listening to what somebody says, and then asking them the planning question. And wording is very important here, isn't it? It's very important to say, what else were you planning to talk about, rather than just, is there anything else you want to talk about, which could include their recent holiday, for example. So when you actually put this into action, what actually happened in your consultations? Did they all start taking 45 minutes or, or what effect did it have, do you think? No, not at all, actually. I think quite the opposite. I think I certainly found that by spending just a, a few more seconds, not, not even much longer at the beginning to, to do that screening of what else were the planning I'm talking about, actually helps one to identify sort of the, the whole issues, look at the patient's kind of uh, as a whole person, but also means you can prioritise with the patient. Often things might be linked as well, so you get a better idea of what's going on. So actually, I found that it, it's not added much to the consultation in terms of time length, but it has allowed me to build that rapport, but has also allowed me to make sure that we're being safe and also, um, as I say, prioritise with patients what we're going to address and when. Mm. So it sounds as though doing a bit of agenda setting actually helps the structure and sort of orderliness of the consultation because everybody knows where they're at. And I suppose that's like any formal meeting, isn't it? You know, if we have a formal business meeting or a team meeting or something, we usually try and set a sensible agenda at the beginning so that everybody knows what to expect and then things happen more smoothly. I'd like to just comment, actually, you've mentioned how you found it beneficial, uh, somebody at the relatively towards the beginning of their career. And I do a lot of masterclasses and training with trainers, and actually they all find exactly the same thing. And experienced clinicians will all say that if you get the beginning of the consultation off to a good start, and if you ask that planning question, what else were you planning to talk to me about, the whole thing seems to go more smoothly. So it's not just people early on in their careers who can find this transforming. So Jonathan, how did you set about improving this part of the consultation? What approach to help you to get better at doing this, do you think? I think there was a number of things that, that helped me. I mean, personally, finding out some of the sort of statistics and research around it as well. So just seeing kind of how many patients actually come with multiple things they wanted to talk, to, to talk about um, helps to see that this really was something that, that is important in the consultation. But again, it, it's it's things like watching videos back with trainers to, to identify how we could add in um, things at the beginning of the consultation, trying things out as well. So trying things out with a, with a trainer watching, so observe consultations. Again, it just gives that opportunity to, to try out what works, give some feedback, and then I can sort of embed that in my practice. So uh, yes, a number of things really. So practicing, reading about it. No, that, that's really interesting because I, I think it's true if we want to get good at most things that we have to try more than one method. So reading a bit about it and understanding the background information helps. Trying different things helps. Being watched and getting some good feedback helps as well, doesn't it? Finally, I'd, I'd just like to comment a little bit about the importance of a summary at the end of agenda setting. It's important in pretty much most sections of the consultation to do a summary before you move on to, into the next bit. And after agenda setting in particular, it's important that this summary includes both facts and feelings because an expression of empathy early on in the consultation builds rapport. And interestingly, the research shows that it tends to make consultations a bit shorter. So, for example, you might say some facts like, well, OK, Mr. So-and-so, we're going to talk about this pain you've got in your tummy. We're going to talk about how you got on at the alcohol abuse clinic and we're going to review your medication. I know that you've been really worried about this pain, so let's start about that. That's a way of introducing both the facts of what you're going to talk about and showing a bit of empathy, expressing something that concerns how the patient feels. 
and that helps to move smoothly into the next part of the consultation. Okay, well, thank you very much for that, Jonathan. And if you're interested in this approach to teaching and learning consultation skills, look out for some of the other resources about beginning consultations effectively. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by NHS Professional Educators, making training available to all.